Welcome back to a milestone episode of Soccer Cards United. This is one week from our one year anniversary here on the show. And it also happens to be episode 50 of the podcast. Um, My name is Jason. I'm one of the two hosts. and This is the number one soccer card podcast in the world. Hosted by two guys uh, sitting in a garden. And it's been beautiful weather for a couple of days here in Dublin. It's been a dead heat. Some people have described it as unpleasant to be in. There's been no breeze. And then we went to record in the garden and the breeze picked right up. Uh, I'm sitting here with my co-host Enzo. Hi Enzo. Hey Jason. How are you? I'm doing a lot better. You've been sick for a little while. I've been very sick for what feels like three weeks. People haven't really heard from you. No, I've been off the grid. And um, not a great time to be off the grid. No, we're going to talk about a couple of things that that are relevant to you being off the grid and a couple of things maybe you missed out on or or maybe the audience missed out on your reaction to. But first, I just want to say that this week, uh, we are very grateful to be invited on the Sports Card non- uh, Sports Cards Nonsense podcast, which is on the Ringer is Network. Not no nonsense? No, it's Sports Cards Nonsense. Sorry, sorry. No, there is no nonsense on the show, but... I don't know what... Anyway, that's uh, on the Ringer podcast network. It was a very exciting opportunity to be asked on. And uh, I went on and had a chat with Mike and Jesse about soccer. And it was very good fun. So thank you to them for having us on the show. And hello to anybody who heard me on that podcast and has now decided to come and listen. Yeah, I listened to this one, Jason. And uh, it was really, really good. Okay. I enjoyed it. You've you done really well. You represented us really, really well. Thank you. It was um, quite intimidating because I hadn't, I didn't know how much they knew Mm. so I was trying to strike a balance between informative and like not being patronising yes so explain everything thoroughly and comprehensively but don't like don't mansplain don't mansplain yeah Uh, but it went okay Uh, I made there was one mistake maybe was the ranking of Prism versus Chrome yeah no it was Prism you had you did a ranking of all the kind of brands and you put Premier League Prism above Panini Chronicles and like in the last two years anyway like Premier League Prison has been ass and Chronicles has been kind of lit yeah I think I think I should have just said I should have just said Prism Mm. I I shouldn't have split Prism into World Cup Prism and but like that was a good thing to do yeah that's an important separation but I didn't stick the landing you didn't stick the landing but you were you were panicking I could tell at that point when you were listening (laughs) I said normally I come in to really handle the card nonsense if you will yeah but no it was a really good uh it was a great listen. They, they wanted you on for 10 minutes. I think you lasted for 30, 40. Yeah, no, it was good fun. And uh, they, they seemed to really enjoy you. You almost took someone's job, which I, I was hoping that you wouldn't because... Then you'd have to... Well, we could have done like a swap. I don't... No, I need you here. Okay. Well, anyway, it was good fun. Everyone go and listen to that wherever you get podcasts. Uh, or maybe it's just on Spotify. I'm not... No, it's it's everywhere, I think. Anyway. Did they do video at all, no? Was it video? I think maybe they sometimes put out snippets of the Zoom. Okay. But uh, there's no full video podcast, okay, okay. I don't think. So... And so the main thing to talk about first is it's now Sunday the 18th of July when we're recording this and one week ago, it feels like longer than a week, that's so strange, but one week ago on Sunday the 11th of July at Wembley Stadium in London, we saw Italy, your, your own beloved Italy, you're here in an Italy jersey, of course. defeat England uh, in a penalty shootout to win the European Championship. The listeners probably would have expected more of a reaction from you because you were very ill at the time yeah it was very very and we haven't podcasted in a, in the week since but one week on from being crowned European champions how do you feel oh Jason I can't like you know I said it through I don't know there was something about the opening ceremony of that tournament yeah 
the style, the fun, just everything that happened. And then when, when Mancini came out with the Giorgio Armani yeah. sweatshirts, and it was just like, holy shit, what's going on here? And I just think, yeah, a Mancini masterclass is how I would describe the Euros because he made the players believe that they were a lot better than they were. <laughs> and they, they wholeheartedly believed that. Yeah. Um, Felt bad for the English players, mm-hmm. not the fans. I think England had a, a very, very talented bunch of players. I think they couldn't have had a better start. It scared the shit out of me. They were well set for it, but they just weren't able to handle the pressure, I don't think. Yeah. When I went to penalties, it seemed obvious that we'd win because when you go to penalties, England kind of have that like, oh, it's penalties. Like, it's such a bigger thing for English people. Like, penalties. Oh, yes. All the years of pain and penalties. And even like when they won the penalty shoot in the World Cup, everyone kept like the English media saying we're over that now like as if it's like you just won a single pe- like relax like yeah whereas not- you felt like you are well used to yeah we were just able I don't know it was weird I felt ecstatic Jason just the performance was like, amazing I knew I we said it on the preview podcast like I didn't see how we were going to score mm-hmm. if England had a five back they had the five back it was it was always going to be a scrappy goal to get the goal but we definitely like you know we deserve to win but it's upsetting from an English point of view that they weren't able to keep the ball Oh, because in the first half they they with the, such an early goal from Luke Shaw. Yeah. Um, we were we were on the ropes. We were shook. Yeah, and Di Lorenzo. I don't know where he was when Luke no. Shaw ran. He was and neither Emerson. Emerson was wilding out. Yeah, but then they England didn't really press their advantage. No, yeah, England kind of you know did what what you naturally would do. You have a goal, you're in a final. They they didn't have so much experience and they just dropped deep. Yeah. They they lost the ball. It, it was yeah, it was shocking. I don't know. It was they let the Italian midfield. Grow into, into the, the game. game Yeah Which they shouldn't have done No Because they could have had us They really could have Yeah um, Mason Mount had a bad game I I actually think Mason Mount Because um, obviously he was in, He was in the COVID bubble there With Ben Chilwell After the Scotland game For a couple of weeks And then he came right back in For the semi-final And it seemed like Gareth Sauke Didn't take into account The fact that th- His rhythm was interrupted Like I saw mm. people Like talking about Mason Mount having, having a couple of shockers And all that But it's like You get yourself type, hyped up for an international tournament coming off the best season of your career then have like a COVID bubble for two weeks where you can't play and then get dropped into a semi-final psychologically mentally yeah messy. how do you pick yourself back up like you can't really just drop in and okay I'll start but I don't know he okay, kind of gave up on Phil Foden as well after the first few games yeah and like he was a player who could have come on kept the ball for them yeah and got them back into the game so I don't know it, it was a mess um, there was obviously so much bad shit going on around the uh, England fans and pre pre game. Oh, yeah. There was so much negative. I don't even want to focus on that really. But from the Italian point of view, genuinely, such an incredible tournament. Yeah, huge games in it. Mm-hmm. You know, we beat Belgium, we beat Spain, we beat England, and that's it. Like at when you Wembley. look at the the teams that you beat to get get there, I think if you any tournament where you beat Belgium, Spain, and England. And not to, not to mention, like we beat Turkey, who obviously were whipping boys in our group in the end, but they had such an amazing record coming in. Yeah, we we dispatched Switzerland three 0 who put yeah. up such an amazing game against France, knocking them out. And Spain, they played very well against as well. So yeah, it's like I don't know. It's shocking. The best team, Italy, were the best team of the tournament, and they won. Yeah. So that's that's just was, it, there's actually Rai Rai, which is like the equivalent of like it's a national broadcast yeah. in in Italy. They've put out. They had like they recorded everything. Behind the scenes in the locker room, All right, they recorded yeah. the whole tournament. Some incredible moments in it, but unfortunately, it's just in Italian. Okay, and there's no English subtitles right. because Roy are not very advanced. No, but um, 
just oh I can't get over it as a tournament beautiful amazing to beat the English it was like weird seeing like all of Ireland wanting Italy to win like all of everyone seemingly yeah everyone yeah but um yeah I was sick I was really sad to be sick I still managed to watch the game surrounded by family in, in like good environment but I wasn't able to celebrate as much as I wanted to yeah wasn't on social media but delighted delighted it's, it's, a, it's a summer I'll never forget now yeah the, it's up there with the, with the World Cup the format of being in different countries I've heard uh, Chefferin the UEFA chief say that he doesn't want to do that ever again I think we can all agree that was a terrible idea mm. it was so bad to execute that during the pandemic yeah it was already a bad idea no pandemic included but when you look at like the pandemic and then just even the, like it's just it it ruined I felt like the sense of this is an international tournament and like because each tournament I always think has its own identity based on where it is yeah like the World Cup in Russia has a vibe the Euros in France has a vibe South Africa had a vibe yeah like you know there's, a, there's always like a certain atmosphere and a certain culture that surrounds it and like, there's a host nation yeah, and we all get to kind of taste a little bit of their culture, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes for the worse, like with, with Vuvuzelas and stuff in South Africa. But <laughs> with this, it's like... I wouldn't uh, put that on South African culture. That was just a, that was just a mess. No, I okay. I, I didn't mean <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I meant. Like, like, whereas with this, it's like we're in Baku and now we're in Glasgow and it's like... This but like, I don't no understand identity. why... I know that Wembley was like one of the host cities, whatever, like... England don't have to play at Wembley. You can still make them go and travel. Oh, I know what you mean. I didn't understand that. Like, uh, I, I, one I, of the reasons they said yeah. it was terrible is because some teams travel 10,000 kilometers, yeah. some won. And it's like, yeah, but you could have organized it to make everyone travel. Now, again, yeah. that's messy. And you might be like, oh, we're England. We get to play at home in front of our fans. That's special. Which, yeah. of course. Because, again, Germany got to play in Munich and Italy got to play in Rome. Yeah, no. But, that, but like, yeah, maybe just because the semi final and final were both in Wembley. Yeah, which I think is weird. Well, it was to do with uh, they they would allow basically they would allow UEFA to do whatever they wanted. <laughs> but like they could have the semi final in in Munich or in Rome. Yeah, you know I don't I don't know exactly, but you never know what UEFA like. There's always shady backroom dealings going it on. It was a mess. Yeah, it was a mess. Um, I'm very happy that Italy won. Yeah, especially like in there was like I honestly I watched all the English build up. Um, yeah during the game like I watched it on BBC and then during the week and it was just I hate I don't want to hear anyone say that Serie A is slow okay again it's technical but it is slow yeah because it's technical okay but but, but it if I hate people are like oh you, the English game is so fast and physical and da 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 and then they're all bitching and moaning about the Italian physicality and it's just not technical like it's embarrassing that England didn't have a player that could just get on the ball and dictate play yeah well, it's it's that thing. But they never they never pointed out. They just kind of go, "Oh, we're better." Like the English teams beat the Italian teams in the Champions League, and I was like, yeah. "Yeah, look at your roster. There's two English players in it, and they don't play." Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not. But it's they're not English they, teams. Yes, Syria so slower, but they're they're overlooking the technical side of it. Yeah, there's so much tactics that go into it. There's like it's not. Ah, but in fairness, in Mancini's Italy did did combine the technicality with something that's usually missing in, in say Italian club teams, where you look and you go. I understand you can all play and pass, but there are times when you need to run. run. Yeah, we we were blessed with the three midfielders. Yeah. And then Chiesa, who grew into the tournament once Berardi was finally dropped. And then Spinazzola was an absolute bomb at the left left mm-hmm. back. Like, to make it into the team of the tournament himself, and people were like, where's Luke Shaw? And that's a decent debate to have, but yeah. like Spinazzola was genuinely that good. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I, Chiellini should have been in it, but I'm not getting into well, that. Well, I actually have a team of the tournament here that I, I've designed, and I wanted oh, to maybe talk okay. you through it. See if, we, see if we agree on this. So, in goal, Donnarumma. Yeah. Has so sad as a Milan fan to see him have such a tournament. And then go. On a free. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Um, Centre half, I have uh, Chiellini and Bonucci. Yeah. They're together. Because I've seen people talk about... Well, maybe put Maguire in, maybe put Christensen in, Kerr in, someone like that. No, I, I don't, especially, like, I was definitely going to put Chiellini in. Mm. And then when Bonucci scored the goal in the final, for me, you can't overlook. I don't like when people design teams at a tournament and they say, like, well, we can't put him in because we already have him in. It's like, no, no. just put them in. And, like, if you're actually thinking of a team that would function well, you'd have those two together yeah. as well. You wouldn't pair Chiellini with Harry Maguire. No. You just wouldn't do it. No. no, no. Um, left back... I actually did put Luke Shaw because he scored the goal in the final. He had three assists. He had a great tournament, but for yeah. me, I fully understand how Spinazzola got in. He was fucking nuts. So do I. But I think, like, for me, again, I'm looking at it and going, well, you got injured. You didn't play. You didn't play at all. We so can't, I can't. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um, and I will admit there is some, well, I've just put the Italian goalkeeper and the, Itali- the two Italians at the halves. But Spinazzola, I think... I, he did get injured at a point where it's like, yeah, you can't really say what he would have done in there. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, I'm not going to give it to you on merit. on hype. Yeah, fair. Well, you might have been very good. Well, we all might have been great. <laughs> right back was tough. I had to say, I, I, I struggled to, to name a right back. And I ended up going for a controversial one because the nation in question didn't do great. But I went for Denzel Dumfries from the Netherlands. Because I thought he scored a couple of goals. He was the Dutch, best Dutch player. And he looked like a really good right back. Who would you put right back? The Denmark. Oh, Mala. Mala. Yeah. Okay, but did he play on the right? I thought he played on the left. Did he? Yeah, but you can you can always in teams of the no no, but I wouldn't. Okay, in th- in that case, I would probably put Walker just because he was so Walker, solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. so solid, the bastard. He had a great yeah. tournament. Yeah. Um. I yeah, I put, Dumfries was a kind of strange choice, but I just yeah. wanted to spice it up there. In the midfield, it's going for four three three. By the way. Yeah, of course. In the midfield, I had uh, Jorginho. Yeah, he was phenomenal. He was brilliant. Jesus. Um, Pedri. A phenomenal tournament like people have talked about young player like he was the standout young player at the tournament by I far think. yeah by far and away fucking amazing and he's, he's in tokyo now to play in the olympics yeah he's amazing somebody said this guy is gonna have an achilles or an acl tear by the time he's 20 25 no That's doubt true. he can't like you can't no, play this much as a child yeah but he passes it like he's not no but it's just a he lot does of run about yeah no i know i get you the third uh midfield spot was was hard um there's obviously a few different players it could have been um, trying to think Verratti could have gone in there he was phenomenal uh, I think Koke and Busquets for Spain were both very good Busquets was crazy um, the, oh, by the way the English midfielders right? people talking about Declan Rice I was looking at it Calvin Phillips was much better than Declan Rice throughout the tournament he was their standout but for some reason because Declan Rice is already like a media <laughs> or is a helicopter flying over <laughs> or a plane yeah. it's actually a, it's actually a propeller plane this happens when a yeah, propeller yeah. plane what's the odds what this happens odds? when you slander Declan Rice yeah it's the English media flying over to get our names and addresses um, I thought Calvin Phillips was better than Declan Rice but it just fits the narrative more if Declan Rice is good because he's linked to big clubs do you know mm. um, but then I ended up putting in I was torn I can't wait to hear this I was torn between Pogba made the the actual one didn't he? yeah I don't think Pogba should. I don't understand it can't be at fault for the goal that knocks you that out that knocks you out and get into the tournament no I put in Kevin De Bruyne Ooh. or Renato Sanchez 
See, you're going to be accused of pumping Renato Sanchez, I can't which is pump hilarious. Because who's no, going to? Which is hilarious. But I actually really liked how he played. In it. Yeah, he, so he did was I. Amazing for Portugal. But I, I, I'd give it to Verratti just because yeah, we won the whole thing, and he was phenomenal. Well, it's hard not to just make it an Italian eleven, like. Oh. Um. Then up front, I have uh, Raheem Sterling on the left side because okay. I thought he was well, he had four goals I thought he was really good um, then I have Patrick Schick for Czech Republic five goals in the tournament yeah goal from uh, halfway line then the last one was a struggle uh, I don't think any Italian forward uh, had a consistent enough tournament to get in there he I don't, I don't he lit the shit alight yeah but and he has better English than Harry Kane he does speak really good English Kiesa, it's crazy but uh, I was going to give it to maybe Cristiano because he won the golden boot. Yeah. But I actually think he made Portugal worse than they were. So I can't give it to you. I can't that. give it to you, Ronaldo. No. Uh, then I thought, I'm going to give it to Damsgaard. He was phenomenal. Because... Well, I would have... No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Chiesa for me, I understand he only got two goals. But he he really gave us an outlet of pace and trickery on... No, I know. He was. He was like he was good. But, but yeah, he wasn't team of the tournament good, I guess. Even though he literally was in the team of the tournament. Yeah. But so that that's, that's some of the players I just thought were... Were good overall, it was a really, really good tournament. Yeah, agreed. Made me excited for the World Cup next year. Yeah, the World Cup next year is going to be nuts because it really like the World Cup is just that on like steroids. Like, mm. it's, everyone is involved, especially if the US qualify hobby wise, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, Jason, but that wasn't the only international tournament, no, nope. that we got our eyes on the Cop America final wow. between Brazil and Argentina. Uh, I was eating pizza, taco cheese chips. Was late, late at night. It was late, How could you sleep after taco cheese chips at two o'clock in the morning? Oh, it was good. <laughs> um, so I thought this was an excellent game, a fierce competition. This was a two. proper South American game yeah. of football. Royal Rumble, people getting clotheslined and everything. Blood everywhere. Yeah, that was proper. I loved that. It was one 0 to Argentina. The pass from Rodrigo de Paul and the finish by uh, Di Maria to get the goal were just. Can I say Di Maria scored a chip? in that final to win it and he also scored a chip in I think the Olympic final to win that yeah. overlooked and then he was missing for the World Cup final and Messi did go on record and say if he wasn't missing we would have won yeah what a player underrated player I think yeah. Angel Di Maria um, Messi didn't have his best game of the tournament uh, in the final but he was still excellent and obviously he brought home silverware yeah crazy for the first time since 1993 Argentina are the champions of South America did you hear that they're planning to do a, a Maradona Maradona team what's it, what's testimonial it? exhibition no, match exhibition match yeah for, for Diego Maradona with the European champions that's Italy of course yeah and Argentina the Cup of America champions in, in the Naples. in yeah at, at the uh, Diego Maradona stadium yeah that would be amazing so that's going to be really cool I thought Brazil were a bit underwhelming yeah. um, they seem to be by the way Neymar lost right obviously <laughs> but Neymar it gets to the stage where if you're the captain of these teams and you're in your like you're getting into your prime you can't keep getting consoled you can't like you can't just keep breaking down in tears every time you lose a big game and mm. having people less experienced and less senior than you because it's selfish it, it's selfish to keep crying this is outrageous stop no he, the man <clears throat> like just makes himself just makes a pity party of it every time it's like no you he's an emotional guy no you go and console the younger players, the less experienced players, but act like you've there been. There's not a lot of young players in that Brazil team, but the likes of Everton, uh, the likes of Richarlison, 
Okay. They're younger than he is. Like he's you're the leader. And you have all these young guys coming over and saying, Oh, you're alright, Neymar. Yeah, you should be alright. <laughs> like You've been through this. You've been through it. He's not won a senior tournament with Brazil. He won the Olympics. No, he didn't win the Cup of America. Or was he not he, there? He, was, he wasn't there, he was injured. Ah, that's right. Yeah, that was one where Danny Alves was like was like, I'm gonna win this even though I'm very old. <laughs> and he done it. And I'm playing in like centre midfield or right like centre midfield or number ten, but I'm also a right back. It's weird. Um Classic football. So I think Argentina deserved to win. I was delighted when I saw the scenes, um, and I'm very excited to have Rodrigo De Paul at Atletico Madrid next season. All right, all right, all right. Just saying, he is fun. I don't know how he stayed at Udinese for as long as he Me did. Me neither. Quality, quality. But he, I'm excited that he's at uh, Atletico. Let's talk a little bit about the hobby. Okay. Does rumors of Griezmann going back to Atletico? I know. Another uh, few movies you'll put out for that. Because, yeah, the return. You watch Space Jam. Look at that for a transition. Oh yeah, I saw Space Jam. Was LeBron the no? Who, yeah, LeBron. LeBron. No, but LeBron did the thing that Griezmann copied, or was that Kobe? Oh, the decision. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Nah, that's embarrassing. I'm gonna Google it just to save our faces. Okay. Um. So I saw Space Jam two last night, a new generation or whatever it's called, and uh, it was really funny and it good. Was LeBron? What a classic transition I'm after doing. Very here. good, LeBron. Um. Is the star of Space Jam? He was fine. He was good. The star of Space Jam two. Star of Space Jam two. Much better uh, acting wise than Michael Jordan, who is famously a poor actor. But uh, LeBron was excellent. Um, and there was like other uh, basketball players in. There's a couple of WNBA. Do you get dragged for you calling Michael Jordan a bad actor? No, he is a bad actor. Okay, I just wasn't sure. Because um, Space Jam one's a classic. No, I love Space Jam one, but it's That's good. Why you went it's to good. In, it's good in spite of. Michael Jordan oh my God. <laughs> so yeah it, I really like Space Jam 2 it made me think LeBron was really cool um, there's like this that's whole that's what Griezmann thought so he made a movie yeah he's like I want to make I want to be like LeBron uh, but there's a whole thing about it where they're pitching something to LeBron the people at Warner Brothers and he said no I want to focus on my game I don't want to be in movies I want to focus on my game but of course he's in a movie saying that Mm. And it's, from what I hear, he should be focusing on his game. But anyway, that's not for me to Jesus. say. Um, so it was good. Basketball is a cool sport, and I would like to get a some. I found out there's a, there's an upper deck set from the original Looney Tunes movie. Oh, and I would like to get a couple of cards from that. They're putting out a. They're putting out a set. Oh, who's publishing it? Uh, it could be Tops. There's okay. a Space Jam set coming out. I might have to get involved there because yeah. it's it's it'd be good really good iconic yeah um, so that brings us into to, to other kinds of cards and of course we know the NBA cards are published by Panini Panini Prism NBA mm. and this week it was reported that former uh, oh my god my computer is going crazy former baseball superstar Alex Rodriguez aka A-Rod his holding company his investment company is looking at buying Panini for the purposes of taking it public in a deal worth potentially $3 billion. Jesus. They estimate Panini's worth $3 billion. I think Tops, when that was, when public, it was estimated to be worth a billion dollars. So that just give you an idea of the size of Panini. Jesus. Um, and somebody wants us to talk about this, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we've been asked. I think Chris, <coughs> Chris, a few people might have asked us, but Chris okay. definitely specifically asked. Yeah, so A-Rod's company, Slam Corp, uh, is looking to buy Panini and Actually, when I was on the 
the other podcast, Sports Cards Nonsense, they were talking about this, and I was saying it would actually be good in a certain way because it might force Panini to do business like a normal company mm. and, like, you know, not just be like this completely mysterious, segmented organization. Yeah, questionable organization. Yeah, where it's like, oh, there's Panini Austria, there's Panini Italy, there's Panini France, there's Panini. And we will not ship worldwide. We haven't discovered that yet. Yeah. If like if you're now being traded on say the New York Stock Exchange, yeah, you have to you have to act apart. Act apart. If I was a Rod, right, or anyone that wanted to do this, yeah, it's a three step plan. One, okay, purchase Panini. Mm-hmm. Two, get Ken Golden in there to pump it like a motherfucker. <laughs> Explain why the Panini licenses and the players and all that you know pump. Yeah, then put it public. Then it's right. not three billion J's. Right, 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 right. Ken Golden will pull out a card and say, "This card is a Panini made card worth three billion. Yeah. So imagine how much the company's worth. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Ken Golden, did you see that uh, Joe Orlando <laughs> made a burner account? Someone made a burner account of Ken Golden. I was too sick to fully engage, but yeah. I thought it was funny. Who was that? And <laughs> it's good job. But Joe Orlando, the head of the CEO of PSA, has left PSA a few months after Collector's Universe bought PSA. Okay. And Nat Turner has gone in. I feel like Nat Turner is everywhere. Yeah. He's okay. the Collector's Universe guy. He's gone in as the CEO of... PSA. PSA. And it makes me wonder, you know, Golden Auctions was bought by Collector's Universe. Is somebody going to try to replace Ken like they replaced Joe Orlando? No. They might do it. Ken, he said it. He said, he put out a video. He said, it's my name above the door. Yeah. And I'm going to be here okay. pumping away until my little kid, I can't remember his name, his kid's name, yeah. until he takes over. And he's only seven, so I'm going to be here for a while. Okay, but maybe, so Ken, maybe Ken Joe Orlando... He's, he's teaching his little kid to pump so the hobby stays healthy for decades to come. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Joe so Orlando can be replaced. Ken Golden cannot. Yeah, Joe Orlando expand. Only by blood can Ken Golden be replaced. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So uh, maybe it would be good if, if, if A-Rod... Uh, and his, his oh, investment yeah. group bought Panini. Come in, interact. If, if you're talking soccer, come in, interact with people that actually understand the sport. Start yeah. making premium product for uh, Primera Liga, for the Eredivisie, yeah. for the Pro League. Start really getting use out of your licenses and we'll spend all the money. Yeah. Get a league on, Prism going. Oh, my God. Give us that. We need that. Um, and also, like, I, I feel like the... Panini Group being headquartered in Italy and the Italian culture in modern there, that they're the corporate culture there, doesn't really keep up with the modern hobby or society. So I or modern society, yeah. So I would I would like to see. Maybe I would Panini like to bring America. you to Modena before Arod changes everything. Yes, Modena is such a humble place; it makes no sense that it's the headquarters of this three billion dollar company. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So maybe we would see the the power shift from Moderna to Panini America. Oh yeah, we would see more normal stuff happening. It's gonna, yeah, I, I don't know, I th- but I think A Rod's gonna figure out that Panini in Italy is just really run as like money laundering mm. for not so legal activities. Okay, you know that's what you think he's gonna uh, find. Yeah, I don't books. think like Italy. They're like, okay, we just printed. 3 billion boxes of Serie A stickers and uh, we sold 2 billion that's where the money came from mm. I think that's how Penny near but I don't think he understands that I think there's going to be a lot of I'm, I'm watching close okay here's one thing I was watching a video from Matt Powers of Powers Ooh. Sports Shana and he was talking about the future of the hobby and he said that he could see if A-Rod's company bought Panini he's like A-Rod's a basketball or no Jesus baseball. he's a baseball legend 
cops have the MLB license, mm-hmm. is A-Rod going to be happy not having the MLB license? He's going to want to make licensed baseball cards. Maybe Panini say, we're going after the MLB license. We're going to wrestle it off tops. And maybe they have to sacrifice some of their soccer licenses in the meantime. Maybe A-Rod doesn't respect soccer. Hmm. We'll, we'll have to find out. Again, we're, we're watching this all very closely. I'm excited. Yeah. Me too. So, then let's talk about a big purchase that we made, Enzo, this week. Ooh. So, there has been this uh, Borussia Dortmund set. The world tour. The virtual summer tour from Borussia Dortmund, mm-hmm. uh, where they're going to all these different places virtually. And Top have been releasing... Have Dortmund actually gone to any of the places, or is that virtual too? No, it's virtual. The oh. whole tour is virtual. <clears throat> How does that work? They do, like, online events. Okay. They're just doing Zooms with people. Mm. Calling it a world tour. But... Uh, I respect it. Tops have been releasing autograph cards each day, or each leg of the tour. Mm. So we've had uh, India, we've had Japan, we've had South Korea. We Singapore. Had Singa- Singapore, Vietnam the other day as yep. well. And... First of all, we had Gio Reyna's cards came out. Then we had... So there's like a 1 of 10, a 1 of 5, and a 1 of 1. Yeah, autograph. Autograph. Sticker autos. Sticker autos. And then Joe Bellingham. And then Erling Haaland. Now, Haaland was priced crazy, I thought. Crazy. It was like 5 grand for a Haaland auto. Yeah. It's hard. I don't... People were going a bit, bit, bit crazy about that because they tops it up the price of yeah, the one they knew was the most desirable. Yeah, which makes sense. To up the price of the desirable player um, It was weird I, I was trying to find comps for similar Haaland cards And trying to figure out is there value Is there not mm-hmm. I don't really know Because tops are really they're just they're eating into the secondary market They're like we'll have some of that Yeah they want it They want it And it's like hard to know If is there value there Is there not What are they basing it on Like it was difficult Yeah, I, I stayed away from Haaland I looked at Haaland but I stayed away And then We saw The young man The young myth The young legend Yusuf Mukoko Yusufu Mukoko comes off uh, comes off a big a, a big season with three goals in the Bundesliga yeah Jason was very critical of him when he got his 43k no, print run I wasn't critical now. of him I don't want to watch I don't want to buy a card of a player I've never watched you have never watched him play either he played I don't care about the yeah. what do you call it the young leagues or whatever you call it the youth leagues the youth leagues yeah I wasn't critical of him I was critical of all of you yeah that's very different and then how times have changed well he then turned out to have no autographs in any of the products this year. Yeah. Despite being one of the most desirable hobby names of the season. He wasn't in any of the big sets. He had some autos. Did he have autos? The oh, tins, he had the tins. The BBB the tins, tins autos. autos. That was a But other than that, there wasn't many... Poor graded cards as well. Autos floating around. Yeah. So he then... He was in every set, but his autos were not. That's right. So you're going, okay, so this is a player who's desirable. He's a hobby name for better or worse. He's 16. He's 16. Um... Goal scorer Goal scorer Bundesliga player Playing for Borussia Dortmund Who eyes are already on them For Hobby Darling Borussia Dortmund For everyone Jude So then we see These autos come out And Vietnam he was wasn't he Vietnam yeah Back in Nam Back in Nam Nam. Yeah back in the shit And Then We see the 1 of 5 For I believe it was 1400 Yeah And it's like Let's go Let's go. See, a 1 of 10 from the tins sold for 1,800 mm. on eBay. Whether it was real or not, I don't know, but I think it was. Um, so for me, a 1 of 5, yeah, 1,400, it's steep. It's very steep. Like, top shouldn't be selling it at that price. No. And like someone pointed out, Jason, who's your man 
who isn't Mike Trout. Shohei Otani. Yeah, right. Perfect. Yeah. A <laughs> Rod, if you're listening. Um. Yeah, your man. To- someone pointed out on Twitter. I can't remember. Who. Oh, Tops had an on-card auto on a patch. On-card auto and a relic patch, and it was cheaper. Yeah. It was like one thousand dollars. Of this guy who is like reshaping the game of baseball. So they're really taking the piss with football a bit, soccer. Yeah, they're they're. It seems like they're maybe squeezing the soccer collectors a little bit because they know we've nowhere else to go. <laughs> but it's fucked because it's really impacting secondary markets and whatever. So one thousand four hundred for Mukoko Auto is crazy, but when he, if he, yeah, does what we think he can do, I think that's a crazy good buy. Especially and most important thing, this is where like him and Haaland kind of differentiate. His autos aren't in Chrome. They're not in Museum. They're not in Champions League Chrome. Yeah. They're obscure. And so we've snagged a one of five auto. Yeah. Of this player who doesn't seem to be signing shit. Yeah. That's it. That was it for me. It was like, okay, this guy is in all these sets and has no autographs. There must be a reason for that. There must be a reason for that. I don't expect that next season all of a sudden there's going to be autographs in Chrome coming out his ears. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, so. It was an exciting purchase, big purchase, not something you'd recommend a casual observer to do. To do, but if you're if you're in the game deep, if you're in the game, and we, I, I believe in Mukoko. Yeah, I mean, there's and no reason he can't score goals in, next season. Yeah, I believe in Dortmund. I believe in the Vibe Bundesliga, and I believe yeah. in Marco Rosa. Yeah, to me, that's a perfect storm. Yeah, I mean, like, it's completely for me contingent. This could be our Ken Golden ticket. This could get us into a room with Ken Golden. It could. There's only five. Yeah, that's right. Now they all sold out Yeah everything sold out Which is so, scary That is scary And we haven't seen any emerge on eBay Nothing on eBay as of yet Jason so, And the highest Or the lowest Like an of 10 auto for 1800 Is the most rare Mukoko card sale to date Okay To my knowledge Right interesting But like you look at Mukoko And you say Compared to Luca Romero The young 15 year old Made his debut in the Spanish league last yeah, yeah, season yeah, yeah. for Mallorca. He's now gone to Lazio. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah, I think he's he's a winger, but he's been known to score a couple of goals. Looking at him, if you give me a 16-year-old goal scorer in the Bundesliga, and then you say, or it's a 16-year-old goal scorer in, sorry, so you're you're looking at 16-year-old in the Bundesliga playing for Dortmund for Marco Rosa next season, or a 16-year-old in the, in Syria A playing for uh, Mauricio Sarri at Lazio. Hmm. Those two players could be the exact same level of ability. The one playing for Dortmund is going to have a better time. Yeah, and like Mukoku has broke out. Like he's a hobby name. People who never bought soccer were advised to pick up his tops. Now it was yeah. a huge, huge deal. That's why it was forty-three k print run. Um, I think, I think honestly, I would if 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 a one of five auto went on eBay, I think three thousand it would sell for. But we're obviously biased because we have one. We have five. so we're biased. But so I do think that's the price. Did anybody pick one up? Let us know. I think this propeller plane is on its way back over. I don't I don't quite know why. I wanted the one of ten though. Yeah. They sold out fast. How much is the one of ten? Eight eighty. My god, that's a big price. Like that's <clears throat> again, not for the faint of no, heart. But because the other one of ten went for one thousand eight hundred, I was like good value. Yeah, 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 that's true. Oh, because it's like an immediate yeah, I am with you now. So that's pretty much it from us for this week. For a few weeks. For a few weeks, because we are now taking a short hiatus yeah from the podcast uh we've been doing it for a year non-stop non-stop flat a couple of weeks at christmas but i think anyone would <laughs> would no allow one, it no one would begrudge us that um and now we're going to take a few weeks off couple couple of weeks yeah i'd say august we'll be back we're going to be back in august before the new season starts to do a uh 
round up with the transfer business and the new releases and and of course stay on uh we're gonna be on social media from time to time yeah we might we might get a video out might do some video stuff we have some big plans for next season uh so yeah our downtime is kind of we're gonna take a week off and then a week of kind of planning the next phase of yeah Soccer so if you have any ideas for what you'd like to see on Soccer Cars United next season criticism because next week Sunday is our official one year anniversary yes next Sunday so what would you like to see us do that we don't do what do we do you want to see more of what do we do you want to see less of yeah we yeah this is the time for constructive if you have any critique. constructive criticism get it back into us and we will what do we need to do to take it to the next stage yes because we appreciate so much everyone who supported us listened to us bought stuff from SoccerCardsUnited.com over the last year oh by the way get on that mailing list if you're not on it for SoccerCardsUnited.com come on stop because we might have some stuff we never know now but it's hard to know um, hobby's changed and so it's been a good year I mean it's been a great summer Italy won the Euros Jason that's right so you'll always remember as the uh, summer that number one you hit a year anniversary with United, mm-hmm. and number two Italy won the Euros yeah very good it's beautiful Um. So that's a nice little 35 minute episode. Is it only 35 minutes? It's only 35 minutes. minutes. Jesus, we suck. Yeah, we're doors. We're like, it's a short episode and we're leaving. Bye. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. So don't, you know, burn the place down while we're gone. Yeah, I'm um, sure I'm sure the hobby will stay very quiet while we're gone, Jason. Yeah, definitely nothing crazy is going to happen. No huge stories and news. <clears throat> um, and yeah, thanks so much to everyone who supported us over the last year. It's been a kind of crazy ride. We didn't expect to be embraced by the community like this. No. Um, everyone has been just... 99% lovely yeah I think we got like two bits of hate all year all year that's good that's actually mo- that's less hate than I would get in my normal life <laughs> jeez so I'm doing like better in that sense Um, and yeah Enzo I'll see you in a couple of weeks it was great seeing you Jason yeah alright congratulations to Italy once again thank you it so feels much. weird to be going to be going off the air for a couple of weeks because we just haven't I don't know what we're going to do we should probably hang out in a normal way yeah we haven't done that in a year we haven't seen each other socially in a year okay well look <laughs> everyone stay safe uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks um, go check out SoccerCarsUnited.com and other than that have a great day bye that was nice